Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster who uh, you support patrons. I'm here cozy in a uh, hoodie to keep you cozy. Whether you want your toes uh, inside or outside the blanket, you know, as you wish, as Wesley would say. And also, thank you for supporting the show. I couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much, patrons. And let's get on with the show. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, routine, travel. So whatever's keeping you up, it could be things you're thinking about, it could be feelings you're ex- feeling, physical sensations you're experiencing. Uh, it could be something in the past, the present, or the future. Whatever it is, uh, I want to be here to take your mind off it. This is a safe place where you can ideally uh, get comfortable, or get cozied in. Your shoulders could do whatever they call it. Uh, is there a pile? Here's a, this is interesting, you know, the, like where your shoulders can relax instead of droop. It's a subtle difference, but I think you might know what I'm talking about. But what I'm going to do... Ideally, I'll return to that. Send my voice across the deep dark, and I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents, uh, sometimes like right now, a heart overflowing with gratitude uh, that I could be here uh, to to, to keep you company. I don't don't know. Uh, Sometimes I really feel lucky to make this podcast. uh, but yeah, I'm going to send my voice across the demon air, keep you company, and take your mind off stuff. Now, if you're new, you notice how you had to change. You got a little too vulnerable there. But really, I'm I'm glad you're here. I mean that. I, I hope you can feel that. Uh, yeah, but, but now change to a quick subject change, but not a subject change. If you're new, usually, you know, it's, it, it, vulnerability comes in uh, subtler cloaks and normally. But, you know, sometimes I got to put the old heart on the sleeve, even though cloaks don't have sleeves. Uh, you know, that's another thing I'm working on. The sleeve, you've heard of the sleeveless cloak. And they said to me, sir, that's just a cloak. Uh, and I said, right, a sleeveless cloak. Uh, those days are gone. Those days are finally behind you. You've always wanted a cloak. You've wanted it with sleeves and nothing else. And actually, that might not be bad, uh, would you say is spring? I was just thinking of a cloak with only sleeves. And then for me, because I don't like to wear a shirt, I'll be honest with you. Not to paint an unnecessary picture, but I would have a cloak, I would have sleeves. It would kind of be like a reverse vest. Uh, you'd say those vests are popular. This is like the idea of, you say, well, why aren't you trying to keep your core warm, Scoots? No, no, this is just for extremities. You know, yeah, it has a hood if I needed to keep, you know, then it keeps the... Uh, Hot air from flowing out of my head and keeps it coming out my mouth. It's got a, it keeps your arms warm, but then your, yeah, your core gets plenty of breeze. You can always wrap yourself in your cloak. Uh, that's one thing no one ever tells you. 
Is a cloak is also a wrap. Uh, also, when I'm, maybe I'll come up with a wrap about the cloak as a wrap one day. But what can I say? A cloak, I don't want to just give it away. Uh, is is a, You could wrap it around. Like, you, you've seen those uh, baby carriers that are wraps. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. You could, actually, maybe we'll come up with that. Uh, the family edition. It's a cloak. It's got sleeves and it's a baby. You know, it's all all of them. Uh, four season, four season, four seasonal cloak. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have a winter edition. Something like, uh, you see, who was that in that episode of Game of Thrones with that weird cloak? Uh, he was just in the background. It was like he was wearing a cloak and sleeves without a shirt. Uh, I, I did barely saw it. I said, well, that was Scooch. He was advertising his new... Uh, uh, you know, winners, winners here edition. It didn't work in the north. He, he, you know, so he needed, and it has like a pull down. It comes from the, comes out of the sleeves. Yeah, it's a whole new thing. Uh, Cortex, uh, whatever that other stuff. Gore-Tex, all, all of it in there. And I'm sorry if you're a new listener. You should. I, I was trying to get to the point, then I got distracted by that uh, sleeveless, sleeveless cloak. In my, you know, lifetime frustration with it, finally solved. Uh, but if you're new, here's a couple of things. Don't need to make a ton of sense of this podcast. It doesn't really, uh, initially it won't make any sense. And then ideally on the second or third listen, you won't care. At first you might say, when is this going to be clear? When is the story going to start? Uh, what is this intro? So let me try to answer a couple of questions in, in the spirit of getting uh, your uh, trust, winning your trust, uh, or your neutrality. You know, I guess maybe that's the thing with this. Uh, I don't know, like uh, just your neutrality, because uh, I can understand why you'd be skeptical if it's your first few times listen. But so, oh, what was I going to say? So there's an intro where I really don't get to the point, and the intros are about 12 minutes. But it's usually me trying to spin a metaphor about the podcast where, where you know, something ideally about sleeveless cloaks. There was something else I was talking about earlier that I already forgot about that I was hoping to make a metaphor for the podcast of. Uh, so I, it, it's a show within a show. It's ideally, it g- gives you an idea what to expect with the rest of the podcast, which is tangents, uh, thoughts within thoughts. Uh, that, and then you say, what about that thought over there? And you know, it can't, maybe ideally in the background, I'm saying, you know, I don't want to, to, to use Sachet's a sleepy kind of word and a way to move. So yeah, maybe I'm in the background sashaying in a, in a sleeve clo- sleeved cloak, cloak with sleeves, uh, a sloak. That doesn't sound like a sellable word, but uh, yeah, th- I mean maybe that's just what we call it in the uh, blue sky edition beta, alpha beta. Yep, is he voguing in that sloak? Yeah, yeah, it is. And then you could say, like, it, it sounds like that sounds like a removal of a garment. Uh, like I sloaked, I sloaked my cloak. Uh, oh, he's wrapping himself. He's carrying a watermelon, and now he's uh, running his hands. Okay, but let's get back to the intro, Scoots. You're right. Uh, I thought that was a roll. I thought that could have been a Rolling Stone cover for a minute. Sure, an imaginary one. Okay, so if you're new. The, the intro is full of me going off on tangents. So there's a couple options of how to use the intro. Uh, but just like as the podcast as a whole, there's no right or wrong way. Like, uh, 
A lot of people use it as part of their wind down routine. Maybe they start playing it as they're getting into bed or as they're getting ready for bed. And it's like a 15 minute wind down. And then we go into the story. Uh, and the show starts off with a few minutes of business. And then there's an intro around 12 minutes. And then there's uh, some uh, business between the intro and the show. And tonight, ideally, we'll have a guest in to talk. So that's the intro. Uh, like, uh, other people uh, fall asleep during the intro. Uh, so a few people skip the intro. Literally about 2%, uh, I, I think, of people skip the intro. I think some of those people, they want to just get to the story, and some people think the intro's are like a big, long ad. It's really just a show within a show, though this one is an ad for Sloak. Uh, the cloak, uh, that's more than a cloak. It's got sleeves and... It's, a, you know, maybe pockets, I don't know, zipper, a zipper, it's a carry-all, cloak and a carry-all. Okay, maybe even my, I was trying to say, does it have backpack straps? And Not that I know of. Uh, does it made of Cordura? Maybe we'll have a Cordura invention. If, uh, if, uh, yeah. Headphones? May, uh, no, but it could have those headphones uh, slots. Pocket for your device, of course. Who's asking these questions? I don't know. So uh, that's the intro. And then there's a story. Uh, oh, so there's a couple different ways. Some people listen to the intro during the day when when the day feels intense and they need a little break. Uh, so those are some examples. But here's the good news. You don't need to listen. You can partially listen. You could barely listen. Or you could actively listen. Whatever it is, the, the intro and the show, I'll be here. And there's also, there's no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. This is the first podcast that truly believes you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, you deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Uh, but I'm not here, I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. Not to say uh, you should fall asleep doing this or you should listen to the podcast in this way and it'll work. Uh, I'm just here to be your boyfriend and keep you company as you drift off. Uh, so that's uh, like uh, the structure of the show. And I guess the show kind of is like the Sloke idea. And, and I'm not kidding because I hear of a lot of different. Now I make the show and there's because I can only make, uh, you know, one podcast uh, at a time. So I try to make it like uh, with the beginning and the story so that people can kind of repurpose it in their own way. Uh, but where it works for the majority of people. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit of a balance, and that's kind of like the slope. Like you say, well, ideally, it's just a cape with uh, like uh, with sleeves, uh, so that for those of us that are too warm, and you could wear a shirt with it. It could be an accessory, you, like even you could wear a tank top with it, right? Uh, or a sweater. You know, there's but it gives you or a sleeveless dress. You say, holy cow. What could be more bewitching this season than the Sloke? But then you say, okay, that's great. You know, it, 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 my back has always been chilled, Scoots. Uh, and, clo you know, sashaying. My, it took my sashaying from a 6 to a 14 out of 10. And then they they said, take that back to an 11. Uh, and I sashayed right out of there to someplace that, you know, rated sashaying. And a more, you know, more granular, less granular, more granular way, whatever. I sashayed out of those places, too. And then I sashayed all the way home and uh, did, you know, something was, then I made up a sashay thing about 
a child's toes, this little toe sashayed. To, you know, but, uh, where was I? I, my, <laughs> I? I literally just sashayed out of my own thoughts. Oh, but so, it, but then the slow c- could do other things, or you could repurpose it. Like I said, carry all around, you know, fa- you know, whatever, however you wish. Uh, but the main reason is because it's here for comfort. You say, well, the sleeves, uh, they, 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 they give me some security. Having this thing over my shoulders and my back, uh, it, it lets my shoulders relax, like we said. Instead of perking up, I could put the hood on. I could lie back. I could actually use it as a blanket. Uh, reversible, yeah, it's a reversible totally. So if you're on a plane, yeah, you, you just put it on in reverse. And then you have a blanket and something to cover your head so you can sleep. It's exactly like that's what I planned out totally right on the drawing board that I just did, but re, you know, repurpose it. Uh, so the podcast is here to help, to bring you some comfort uh, because I've been there in a deep dark night or a plane example, freaking trying to sleep on a plane, even with a sloke and a mad, well, I've only tried with imaginary ones. It's not easy. So I guess that's what I'm saying is I'm here to help you. Give it a few tries. I hear from a lot, a lot of people that have tried the show. And it doesn't usually click until the second or third time. Uh, But I hope it helps you. If not, there's a lot of other podcasts out there. There's a lot of other audio. There's sleep audio, like Sleep Whispers and Sleepy. In the S Pillows podcast, there's a lot of stuff out there, but LibriVox, audiobooks. Uh, but this works for the people it works for. And I hope it helps you. I hope I can be your friend in the deep dark night to take your mind off stuff as you drift off. Uh, to get your uh, pre purchase uh, for the Sloke that comes out in like 2085, if all of my production schedules fall in place. Uh, but that's it. I'm glad you're here. And I work very hard and I strive because I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a few ways we keep the show going. Uh, hey, everybody. It's uh, Scooch. And uh, so tonight's episode, I need a little bit of a setup because it's been a while since it's been one of these style episodes. Uh, I'm bringing on my uh, neighbor, Ray. And he is, he's been a little while since he's been on the show. Now, he's uh, used to be my neighbor before I moved. Uh and then he decided to move uh, to stay my neighbor. And he's been on the podcast on and off uh, once or twice a year for the, since almost the entirety of the podcast, or maybe episode 50 or something. And uh, there's a few things you could know about Ray. He's, 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 he's in age, he's older than me, uh, like around my parents' age uh, ish. Sorry, but that's true. Uh, and, uh, but he's, you know, he's so many years young. He really is, uh, maybe like, uh, but he, he kind of has a, like a grandparental role in my life, uh, which is confusing. He's nodding and looking at me while he's in the studio. I asked him not to be here when I introduced him. Uh, but a couple other things you might know. He's incredibly friendly, uh, likable he's uh, very well adjusted he, uh, he's a incredibly balanced person i learned a lot from him he's uh, he goes on he did date he does more dating than i do uh, even carbon dating right ray that doesn't make sense but that's what he said but uh he also really enjoys like uh, theme parks and things like this now this isn't a visit to a theme park he's going to talk about 
but he went on a recent trip with me and he wants to talk about part of it. Uh, so here's, uh, my neighbor, Ray Perkins. Uh, yeah. Uh, come on, Ray. Oh, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is your friend, Ray. And this is actually, Scooter didn't, of course, didn't t- tell you this, but this is my first time here in the new podcast studio uh, when we're recording this, because a lot of you might not know. Now, I'm scheduled to come in on Thanksgiving as well, but it's actually, we're, we're far in your past when you're listening to this, I, I would assume. And that's how hard the Scooter works on the podcast. It, it really is like a multi-month thing to get an episode out and to make sure they can come out twice a week. And the scooter really has to plan things out, and and it works very hard on this. I've always been impressed over the five years, five plus years, six calendar year. Is it a scooter? Twenty thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. That's scooter. That's the seventh calendar year you've been working on the show, which is even more impressive. Holy cow! Is that right? Right. Yes, but, but, but right now it's only 2018. But anyway, Scooter, have you been doing it? Are you sure you, sure you haven't been doing the show for six years and not five years? Uh, Ray, I have no idea. I think 2013 to 2018 is five years. But uh, okay, Scooter, thank you. I'll take it from here. But so uh, uh, let me introduce myself. So good to be in your ears. It's your friend Ray. And if we're not friends yet, hopefully we'll be friends in a little while. Uh, I'm Ray Perkins, and I'd like to be I'm Scooter's neighbor. And a little bit about us, we met uh, in his driveway, which ran next to mine. And my building was next to his building. And I observed this young man who was uh, interesting to observe. Holy body language. Uh, you want to talk about giving out mixed messages. I said, is... Uh, I said, I got to get to get know who this guy is because he's unknowable. You know, kind of like trying to open something up that can't be opened. And I'm still, you know, it was a seven-year project, I believe. Uh, but also I saw something in him, some heart that maybe he couldn't see. And I don't know if he ever told you this, but uh, 2016 or 2017, maybe one of those years, he actually was on stage at uh, the PodCon and he read a letter from me. And it was very emotional for both of us, especially for me writing a letter to him. Because I'd seen in him, and, and I know this will be hopefully uplifting for all of you, but it might not be, you know, I see him, I saw him at his lower points, uh, stumbling down his driveway, or with a look in his eye, like, uh, without, you know, those looks where you say, well, what is this uh, I'm doing with my life? Uh, and I always said to him, how you doing? Uh, what a day it is. But really, I was trying to say, you could do it, young man. You're, uh, you seem to be valuable. And you just need a little pat on the back. And now it's never not, not that easy. That's that is a metaphor. Uh, so he, but he also had to go on his own journey and find his own way with uh, you know me smiling and waving from afar. And he was able to do that. Now he started this podcast thing. And now you might think Ray's not hip to podcasts, but I listen to a lot of them. I want to give a particular shout-out to Mr. Lynn Testa. That's one of my favorite podcasters, Ray's favorite podcaster, probably in the world. If I ever met Lynn Testa, I'd say, uh, what in the heck? Uh, I don't even know what to say to you, sir. He, he's in the genius thingamajig. 
And you might say, Ray, is that a fictional person? No, no, no. He's a, like a mathematician. What do they call those when you get to genius IQ? Mensa, he's in there. He's a numbers guy, but he's also very funny. He made the app that I use that I tell people about, tour and plan, tour and plans. And a lot of people take my advice when you go to one of these Disney theme parks. I'm not going to be talking about something different tonight, but uh, I'll give you my lowdown just in case you go into one of these theme parks or one of the universal ones. I don't, and I think this applies to any park. Yeah, and this is something I learned from Mr. Lentesta, but believe it or not, and it, it, he was on some different podcasts, and he's still on podcasts. Oh, but I was going to say that's when I met Scooter. I was already listening to podcasts. But uh, so here's the thing. If you go to a Disney park, get there early. That's the, that's the tip, Ray's tip for you. You look up when the park opens, you be there. You, you at least leave your hotel an hour before it opens. And I know not everybody's going to want to hear that. Ideally, you get to the gates at 30 minutes to an hour before. And, you know, bring something to do, bring something to read, or, you know, spend time talking to your neighbors, getting to know people, or having a plan. But that's your plan. Then you go on, then you'll have a plan when you get into the park. Now, Mr. Lentesta, you could use his plans. Uh, they'll do you just fine. But make sure you're there early. Even if you don't have a plan, you'll be, uh, you'll be ahead of most of the people. And then take a break at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, depending on, you know, how tired you are, how early you are. Go 1 o'clock, go back to your room, take a break, take a nap, take a swim, uh, you know, have have a snack, have ice cream. Uh, those are the things to do. So that's my theme park thing. But then I met Scooter. That's what I was saying. And he told me about this podcast thing. And eventually he said, Ray, you really like talking about these Disney parks. You should come on the show and talk about it. And since then, we've had, you know, Scooter and I have gotten to know each other. Also, I adopted uh, Mikey and the Gregor, who some people like our Martin say are fictional people. But I have real people. Once his name was Tommen. But he left his world. He came to live in my world, a part of my world, as I would sing. And he changed his name to Mikey because he likes the movie Goonies. Uh, so he lives with me now. Now, he's in a, a state, whatever, because of traveling universes. He's kind of it's stuck in a, I don't know what age mode, a preteen mode. And then also the Gregor who came to live with me with Mikey at the same time. They said that they're going to get out of their world, which is only a little bit of time left in the world. It's it's concluding. Uh, but when the Gregor came, he left behind another version of him, a blue person. Uh, but he's here. So those two live with me now. And we moved when Scooter moved so we could be close to him. So I think that's it about me and Scooter. So he loves me come on the podcast and talk about uh Everyone says, Ray, what, can you say that word again? Yeah, say podcast. It's a podcast. Uh, podcast, podcast. Hi, uh, mate. Uh, you want to have a, a cup of tea and a podcast? Uh, that's my little uh, accent. I'm not sure. I think I got to tweak it for England or Australia. I, but uh, that's, So anyway, I got to get back to my own voice now. I'm getting confused. Now, lo and behold, Scooter does not like to, you know, he, he tries to stay away from all people for the most part. And I try to help him realize the richness of life and opening himself up. Uh, and at the same time, being an introvert is okay. But uh, 
you also scoot again to get outside your comfort zone. And so your friend Ray has always been trying to encourage him. Now, you podcast listeners have also done that, too. And I got to witness something very nice, which was that Scooter, he went to school with this man named Jim, J-I-M. Now, the Jim ended up starting a family and having a daughter whose name we'll say is uh, young. Uh, I don't want to share, you know, but he had a daughter. Now, they went to school together, but they didn't keep in touch because Scooter, you know, it's not Scooter's forte. Uh, but at some point, Jim, he started uh, playing the podcast for his daughter. And then he reached out to Scooter. He said, hey, remember, we went to school together. We were kind of buddies. And uh, my daughter listens to your podcast. What a world we live in, the digital age. And Scooter was very, he said, oh, my goodness, it's so good to hear from you. Here's some, you know, here's some stuff for your daughter from the podcast. Uh, holy goodness. And then he said, Scooter, what do you, he said, Scooter is his Drew, so also his name. He said, uh, what do you think about running in a race with me in Las Vegas? Uh, it's a running race and it has obstacles, uh, and sometimes it's hard for me to get people interested because it's, you know, a lot of work and also outside the box. Uh, but I think it could be something that's very fun. And Scooter said, below and behold, below and hold or whatever, below and behold. He said, okay, I'll do it. And this was very far in the future. So this was uh, a year ago when you're hearing this, maybe more. And Scooter said, okay, I'll run in this race with you, and I'll get in shape to do it. So that that was in they started looking forward to it. And then Scooter said to me, Ray, would you want to run in the race? I said, no, thank you, Scooter. I, I've got a, you know, I, I, I choose other, other ways to exercise my heart. Uh, and he laughed at that, and I laughed at that because we both knew what it meant. Uh, but then he said, uh, well, why don't you come to Las Vegas with me? We could be roomies. And I said, holy cow. And I said, well, Scooter, why are you asking me? And he said, well, I'm a little bit nervous, Ray. You know, I, uh, like, uh, I'm a little shy. One, two, Las Vegas is like this, uh, you know, city that I have not been to as a person who no longer drinks. And so he said, uh, I'm not sure what that will be like. I'd like to have a friend there. Uh, someone I know who will, uh, you know, uh, that I could talk to. And I said, my goodness, you, this young man has grown into a young, um, um, a, a, a more mature, like a man who can ask for help. And he also said, Ray, I could see us at the poolside somewhere, you know, going for a swim or something. And I said, oh, Scooter, do you, finally my dream will come true of uh, pool hopping with you. And he said, Ray, maybe, maybe, maybe we could go pool hopping. And he said, how about we go pool walking instead of pool hopping, Ray? And I said, well, Scooter, let me think about it. Yes. Uh, And the next thing you knew, the two of us were headed to Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. And we took the beautiful Southwest air there. Like, uh, I think we did. Maybe not. I'd have to look. but I'm pretty sure that's how we got there. And we flew there on an air. Oh, no, you know what? We took another airline. But it still went very well. It was the airline that charges you extra for everything. But it was still affordable. Like they say, well, do you want to uh, have, do you want to sit down? Well, that's a $15. 
Oh, do you want to look out the window? That's $4. Do you want to bring anything on the plane at all? Twenty. But, but even then, it was a comparable ticket and pricing. And I have to say this. I won't say the name of the airline just because I'm somewhat neutral. But the staff on this airline, holy cow, what a great staff this company has. Oh, my goodness, from top to bottom. And, you know, Ray is always observing. And I just happen to be waiting for the plane and I was watching, and this is very telling of a corporate culture, the, the way the employees were talking, because two sets of airplane crews or whatever were talking, and one was a supervisor, but it was all very friendly. And there was even, now maybe you shouldn't have done this out in the airline, but there was even saying, oh, well, this is one of our policies, talking to one of the other employees. Uh, someone had just returned from some time away. Someone was going out. So it's very, I uh, was very impressed with how they talked to one another. So then we flew to Las Vegas and Scooter, you know, uh, you know, Scooter likes to work the deals on these hotels, but Scooter's also, uh, he, I don't know if he talked about this. When was this? Oh no, we have not talked about it. I don't think, uh, but Scooter used to get all his hotels through this one website, and they broke up permanently, though this is the second time Scooter said he would never use it again. It's not the one with Kirk that has Kirk in the advertisements, but it's the one like that. And what happened was, this was in the summer, and this is like one of Scooter's things. He was in Canada, of all places, and he got to the hotel, which he had already paid for through this site. And they said, we don't have your reservation whatsoever. So needless to say, Scooter does not uh, didn't use that website anymore. But he the hotel figured it out for him. Uh, but so we still research things. And I won't say where we stayed. But one of the things is you could usually get a decent deal there in Las Vegas. And you, the, the hotel rooms are always bigger. That's one thing that's very nice is... Uh, because of the competition in the the uh, theming of the whole place, uh, the the very nice bathrooms of these Las Vegas hotels, very good bathrooms. Usually, they have uh, their own room for the throne. They have an actual throne room in addition to a bathtub and a shower and those things. And where Scooter chose to stay was uh, very good. The room was more than enough for the two of us. Uh, and so all of that was good, uh, and good, good price and all of those things. It's still a bit of a figuring there of, like, should we have flown a drove? Because then we drove, uh, we flew, and then you, renting a car, Scooter said it didn't look like a good deal. Uh, but then, so next time, Scooter and I may drive, and then we'll have, you know, an eight-hour podcast from the road. Uh, but so we got to Las Vegas, and now Scooter was running in this race. And so, and I, those of you that listen to the podcast know him well. And so he was uh, very uh, concerned with, uh, well, oh boy, what are we going to do? Like, uh, you know, he, he was, uh, but he also said, well, Ray, you know, I do like to walk. And Scooter and I both like to walk. And I said, Scooter, I love to walk. You love to walk. Could we? Can we walk? And it won't be too much of a walking. A walkity walkity walk. Uh, and he said, Okay. And then he said, I'd like to go to the pool with you. So those were the things we had planned on doing. Now, your friend Ray, I have to say, I don't exactly remember 
when we went to the pool. I think it was right after we got there from the airport, we got checked into the room. And maybe we both lied in our beds for a little while. Scooter did some podcast work. And then he said, Ray, the pool closes at whatever, five or six o'clock. Let's go down there and have a swim. And I said, be still my beating heart. I would love to go swimming with you. So we went down, we had a little swim. It was a little bit of the evening, the the warmth of the day had gone. But we had a nice little swim. We got ourselves refreshed. We went back. We got ready. We got dressed. And then, my friends, we started walking. Now, both Scoot and I, we would not been to Las Vegas for a long time. And I know, at least in my circles that I travel in, it's a very, uh, some people like Las Vegas and some people don't. Now, you should know, your friend Ray, I, I don't mind playing a game of poker, but I don't really do a lot of gambling. You know, I, I uh, uh, and I, uh, like, we didn't have time to see any shows, but I think it would be a fun place to go see the shows. And I do like to eat and I like to walk. And now Scooter said, I don't know what this Las Vegas will be like. I don't think I would like to gamble at all because I associate that with beverages. Uh, but Scooter said, well, uh, how much water? And I said, well, what about some polka? He said, well, probably not this trip, Ray. I don't know if I could. Uh... And I said, well, but walking we can do. And he said, walking we can do. So we started walking. And now we didn't even, now I'll be honest with you, we didn't even scratch the surface of walking that could be done. Uh, so I'll just tell you right uh, right up front, because Scooter was very, like, saying, well, it ends up, the story takes a small turn. But he said, I don't want to walk myself out. I got to run 10 miles in a day or two days. I think we got there, not important, not important. Uh, but I guess, so I guess I'm getting off topic here. So uh, let me think. So Scooter and I, we did a lot of walking. Neither of us had been there in a long time. Uh, but we weren't going to primarily be doing any gambling, but some eating and uh, walking. I guess that was it. Uh, but some people like that place and some people don't. Some people go there just for work. Uh, some people go there to blow off steam. Some people like to gamble. Nothing wrong with these things. Some people like the shows. Now, I will tell you, is it is especially like to be upfront, your friend Ray is a Disney fanatic, and I do have to put my neck out here a little bit. And this may be one of those frosty memories that's not based in reality, but I thought at one point Las Vegas as a whole was known as a place where you could save a buck. Uh, and well, no, not even the hotel price. Uh, and that the meals were cheap and the food was cheap. Now, maybe if you're gambling a lot, this is still the case. Or if you go downtown, which we did not have an opportunity to do. I know there's a lot of deals to be found. Uh, but we were centrally around the Las Vegas Strip, which is where my story will take place if we ever get to it, Ray. Uh, but it, 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 is an, it is when you compare it to a Disney park, it, there's no difference. And, and uh, people may say, Ray... And in some sense, it may be a price, uh, like, uh, depending on what you're doing and what you're eating, the price is, uh, you say, well, now you do have to pay to get into a Disney park where you could walk into these casinos and things. Uh, But if you're not a pro walker, if you're not just walking, it can be hard to find, especially with little ones, uh, things to do for free. 
Now, this isn't a judgment thing. It's just that I, I do hear people say, oh, you and your Disney parks, Ray, cost the food, uh, the park, the hotel. And I say, yes, it is an investment, but comparatively, it, it's about the same. The hotel was about the same as like a moderate uh, Disney hotel or even a value Disney hotel. Now, the room, much better, much better for the price. And the pool, I would say, Las Vegas pools are pretty nice. Uh, but uh, they might be used, there might be more people traffic as well. And there's more adults being adults. And I'm not talking about funny business. I'm just talking about uh, drinking and talking and, and, and things at the pools. Uh, so that's a little bit about uh, Las Vegas. Uh, so we got there, and then Scooter had met and made uh, arrangements to, to meet his friend Steve, uh, who also listens to the podcast, uh, for some dinner. But we were going to do some walking, and oh boy! So we did a we did a little bit of walking two different days. Uh, and let me tell you what we did, so I could walk through it. And maybe you haven't been to Las Vegas. Maybe you've only seen, so you get to see the sights a bit to raise eyes, but mostly just walking. Now we'll start out. We now we did not stay here, but let's we'll start out at the Luxor, which is like a big, uh, like a gray pyramid of glass, uh, very tall. And it has, uh, you know, faux Egyptians. I think Chris Angel or David Copperfield is playing there. And uh, we just, all we did was uh, take a, uh, a, it has an internal train or something, a cable car, actually, because I looked and I said, this is a cable car being pulled by a cable. Uh, but we were there briefly and we got on the train and that took us to the Excalibur. Now, Scooter did want to go to the Excalibur show. It was not, we weren't able to give him what he wished for. Uh, but the Excalibur looks a bit like a castle from the outside. Now, here's the thing. Ray does not know the answer to this. Uh, Scooter also wanted to stay there, but the rooms were very expensive. And I said, well, that's strange. It's all the hotel. Uh, I don't think the rooms are themed like you don't get to be your own king. Uh, so Ray found that a little bit confusing. I said, I don't know. Maybe the rooms are very luxurious. Uh, and we didn't get to go to the show. So Scoot did not want to go in the hotel because he said he didn't want to have the illusion to be mess, messed with. Uh, now, so we left the monorail there, the, the cable car. We looked at uh, Excalibur. And now Las Vegas has a lot of uh, sky bridges over the streets. So you don't got to cross the street. You just go over the sky bridges. And now one thing that I don't remember about Las Vegas is that these sky bridges are very busy with buskers. And you, again, this could be something that impacts everybody in a different way. But Scooter and I, we were walking. And I don't know if you've ever seen Scooter walking, especially when he dresses the pots. Uh, but he did this on this trip. So he had on a pair of slacks or something and a shirt, like a dressier shirt. And he walks with purpose. So buskers just, they see him and they say, oh boy, that's trouble. And these weren't all traditional buskers. There were traditional buskers, but then there were also people saying, hey, give, you know, I have tickets for this or take your picture with me. But when Scooter has on his iron face, they step right aside. They, and I think he looks like he works there, like he's the supervisor of the Skybridge. 
which he would be. Even water, though. It's nice. There was people selling water. I'm sure if someone was selling soda, the scooter would have bought one. In uh, that sky bridge, now this is where Ray says, holy cow, Las Vegas, I'd like to pat you on your back pretty soon. So get ready. Uh, because we crossed over the bridge from the Excalibur to the New York, New York Casino. Now, a couple of things, if you've seen it, it looks like a little bit like a, a fake version of a New York skyline, right? And it has a Statue of Liberty imitation one out front. And she was wearing a hockey jersey for the hockey team, which I can't remember the name right now. Maybe I'll remember it. The Spartans or some such thing. Uh, this is a good thing. I'm not making fun of the team. I'm very, because this, this, this is a sign of positivity. Also, if you're from Las Vegas, uh, uh, start to picture the area around Staples Center in your mind, okay? Because you'll be able to picture things much, much easier. Uh, but we went to the New York, New York Casino. One, because Scooter, uh, uh, I think, had to use a potty. Uh, maybe. Maybe not, though. Maybe he needed a soda. And we went in there, and we didn't. they have a roller coaster. We did not ride the roller coaster because we were doing walking. And now they have a big open area. It looks like they have a piano bar somewhere. We, that, that would be something else Ray would like to do with Scooter. Uh, but at the time we did not do that, but we looked around there and we just went, went right through and back outside to another sky bridge. Now at this sky bridge, oh boy, where the roads diverge uh, in two paths, they meet. And this was probably the high point of our walking. Well, no, no, there's another high point, uh, later, uh, and oh, oh, let me note this thing, uh. Okay, well, let me tell you about this path. So you could cross over the street to the MGM Grand Casino, which we did not do, and Fish would be playing there later in the month, uh, I believe. And uh, they face-planted into rock, Scooter said, to tell me to say for them. They, I rocked it. Uh, but so we did not go that way. We took the stairs down to the street level. Uh, but what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. New York, New York Casino walking oh scooter so scooter had one thing he said ray i said scooter what do you want to do when we're walking what is your dream he said ray this is on my list of things to do is to get lost and you may may i may not know that about him he does like to get lost in a pot he said let's walk around ideally we get lost once or twice uh, not really lost but just lost enough and I said, you got yourself a deal, my friend, because he likes to lose his sense of direction. He has a very good sense of direction, and I guess he finds it pleasurable when he gets somewhere, and then he doesn't know where he's going, and then he's surprised. Now, I could tell you where this came from, uh, to, to, to probe more into Scooter's past, because we spent so much time together. Uh, this is from when he used to play this game called The Worm, where he would put a sleeping bag over his head, so his head would be where the foot, foot foots are. This was one of his funnest, most fun things to do as a child. And then he would crawl around the room like a worm and around until he got lost. Uh, and then he would try to guess where he was. Uh, and he found that very, it was, it was some sort of early hallucinogen, you know, a natural hallucinogen, I guess. Uh, but so that was Scooter's wish list was to walk around and ideally get lost. And they had this new section of Las Vegas uh, since we've been there. 
which would hold the keys to our getting lost. Uh, but we're not there, there yet, my friends, because holy mackerel, uh, along the side of this, between the street and the New York, New York, New York casino. And this has to do with the hockey team, which is not called the Spartans, but I'm close. Uh, it's a bit like the, but, but I, something like that. Uh, along the side of the casino, they have all this outdoor things, and most of it involves uh, imbibing. Uh, but there's music stages, there's restaurants with al fresco dining, there's a Starbucks, uh, there's cobblestone, there's some buskers. Scooter saw a magician, but it was at the end of his set, so we didn't get to see any magic. Uh, but all along there is a very nice outdoor activity. And this just happened to be one of those perfect nights. Uh, it was an evening, probably 5 p.m., uh, 6 p.m., and it was still about 60, 65 degrees. Uh, so, so many people were out there enjoying themselves. And then as you go along to the New York, New York, and then the next thing you do is you get into this park area. And there's even a hotel called the uh, MGM Park or Park MGM or something. Uh, but then there's also two, I think there's two arenas. There's one for smaller concerts, and then there's one for the hockey team. And then there's even more alfresco dining and places to sit and get ready for the for the hockey game or the the concert at the T-Mobile, the, the arena, T-Mobile arena, that might be for the hockey team. Uh, but then there was another smaller thing that kind of seemed like it would be good for concerts and shows. Uh, but again, you rate a, you know, I don't know everything, uh, but this lovely park. And then it really did feel like, uh, it was a little more themed than the area around Staples Center. But if you've walked around there a little bit more, uh, like, uh, pedestrian friendly, I would say in alfresco friendly, uh, but it's still the same sense because Scoot and I had walked around Staples Center at one point in our lives. Uh, so we walked around there. Another thing that we're noticing is that this Las Vegas, at least this part of it, and maybe this is a little controversy, maybe not, is more and more public art or maybe the casino-owned arts uh, on view for the public. And so we did see, now Scooter, of course, didn't plan this out. Uh, uh, but as we got to the park where the, like, uh, the hockey thing was and those things along the side of New York, New York, and then this other hotel park something, uh, we got to see this statue that, of course, I don't know the name of it, but when Scooter had his first podcast meetup, uh, he uh, he had it in the Treasure Island in San Francisco uh, under this uh, same statue. It, is, it had been purchased and moved to Las Vegas, uh, and there it was for me and Scooter and I to stand underneath it. What, what an amazing moment. Uh, so we were there, and then we said, holy mackerel. Then we tried to get into the park casino, and uh, we we got we had to cross a couple streets, and then we were in the MGM Park Casino. And we were going to try to walk around it, and I guess we got lost, because the next thing you know, uh, we were in the casino, and Scooter started to say, Ray, I didn't realize how smoky it was going to be here. And I said, holy cow, Scooter, you're right. It was a lot of cigarette smoking, and or maybe it's a legacy. And he said, I got to avoid these casino areas because I got to run in this race. I don't know how this is going to affect me, and I don't exactly enjoy it. 
And I said, okay, Scooter, I'm with you. But so we went, we found an exit. And the next thing you know, we're outside on the strip again next to a CVS. Or oh, it could have been a Walgreens or something. And Scooter had to get two. He forgot toothpaste. He forgot uh, a toothbrush. He forgot deodorant. So Scooter had to go shopping. He also, no, don't tell anybody this except for John Green, but he bought a bath bomb, you know, is something so he could, he wanted bubble bath, uh, believe it or not, because he had to run in that race. He said, I got to get my muscles relaxed, Ray. Quit giggling at me that we have a giant bathroom. I have to use it. Uh, so he bought those fuzzy bath things. They even had those at Las Vegas uh, store and then uh, uh, sparkling water. I think we actually bought all those things late in the night, though. So, but, but anyway, Scooter did go there. Now, after that, you know, my memory gets hazy. Friend Ray's, you know, like I only remember the things because, you know, I'm managing Scooter. But this is where you get to the new part of the Las Vegas for me in Scooter. So there was the MGM Park thing. And then there's like a, a few different things. I think one is called the Aria one is called the Cosmopolitan, and there's another one or two. Like, maybe uh, this may be the city center, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, also, maybe a Waldorf or Astoria, because Scooter wanted to go in there, and I said, no, but probably not. And maybe a Continental. I think so. I think we went, went in all of those things. Uh, but so at some point, we were walking around the outside of, I believe, the Aria, after we went through the a while in that park place, which was nice. And then we, uh, across was a luxury mall. And Scooter was, again, he was intent on getting lost. Oh, your friend Ray, watching him work. He said, no, Ray, let's go this way. Counterintuitively, I said, Scooter would just cross the sky bridge and go through that mall. And he said, no, no, let's go see these lobbies of these hotels first. So we went to another hotel. I don't know which one it was, like Aria or some other one. And then I remember we walked by a poker room because Scooter said, oh, look at they're playing poker. Then at some point we, we, we walked for a while and we were kind of misdirected but not lost. And then we went into this luxury mall. Holy mackerel. Somebody call me or give me an army scoff already. And this was interesting. Scooter was like, maybe I should call Roman Mars and see what he has to say about this. Uh, uh, but it was a, a like a American shopping mall, and but like like on the more modern and clean and fancy, and it looked like it only had luxury stores. Uh, uh, but there was foot traffic. It was welcoming. You know, they, they let Scooter in. We did not, unfortunately, we did not use the bathrooms there uh, because uh, that would have been, you know, a good determiner. And then Scooter said, well, I think if we get through this mall, maybe we could get to where we were going because we were going to meet his friend Steve for dinner. Uh, but Scooter, unfortunately, I, I wish we would have used the bathroom, but Scooter did like, we looked at some of the restaurants. Of course, Scooter's always like interested in what Roman would say, like, oh, is this uh is sustainable? Where is this like, uh, like, you know, what is the history of this? It's making me, uh, Scooter just likes to be in these places and look around like I do and walk and wonder without facts and things. But so we walked around there. Now this is where we, big news, we got lost. I mean, within a mall, 
uh, I think because of the way it was adjusted from the streets and stuff, the scooter was like, okay, we'll go this way. I think it'll get us where we're going. And lo and behold, it did not. Wherever we came out, it was a sky bridge, and Scooter said, I don't even know which direction that is. I don't. I think, Ray, we got to go in a different way. And then he said, you know what, let's just go outside. And then we went outside, and I think we were uh, we had to take a couple turns. These were like uh, pedestrian bridges, but we were away from the strip, I think. And then we made it back towards... Uh, where we needed to go, which was this building called the Cosmopolitan, which in all these other ones, very all modern, uh, non-themed hotels, like other than modern look, like a sleek, clean, uh, hip, I would say, is what they're going for, aesthetics. And then we met Scooter's friend Steve. Now, one of the highlights of this Cosmopolitan place was that they had cigarette machines with art inside that's right, A-R-T, inside of cigarette machines, and it was $5, and in each where there would cigarette be, there'd be little boxes with uh, art inside. Now, your friend Ray and your friend Scooter said, let's buy some of this art, so this is exciting. There was different uh, uh, pieces of block art and pottery art, uh, but we couldn't get any of the machines to work. Also, we we were supposed to discover a secret pizza place, and we found that very easily because of the Internet. Uh, so we found the pizza place. Then we met uh, Scooter's friend Steve, and we Scooter had a, a – we were waiting for him, and Scooter said, well, I'm going to get a soda and water and lime. And this is when your friend Ray said, okay, this is not Disney because soda, water, and lime was $8. Uh, with a $2 tip, it was uh, $10 for me to buy a scooter, a glass of water, which he drank in about four sips. Uh, then we had dinner with Steve at uh, a very nice buffet. Very, very good. Uh, I can't remember it was uh, what it was called, but it was in the Cosmopolitan. And I think the name is uh, something like a twist on something else. Uh, something Spoon, Wicked Spoon, I think is what it was called. And we enjoyed that, and we walked around to Cosmopolitan with Steve, and that was all very nice as well. And after this was when Scooter went into full getting lost mode after dinner. Holy holy cow, folks. And we also discovered so much art that one day we'll have to work with whoever runs these casinos to do an art walk. I mean, again, people might say, well, I'm not sure how to feel about that, but there was a lot of art by a lot of artists. And unfortunately, we didn't even have time to take it in because Scooter was so focused on being lost. Uh, uh, but he said, Ray, back where that secret pizza place was, I saw like uh, uh, a walkway. Let's go there. So we went up there, the third floor, I believe, or second floor. And there's a bunch of restaurants there. And to the left of a couple of them is a hallway. So we walked down there. And it was very fancy, and there was uh, some paintings, and we were looking at them, and we were in the conference center. And then I said, Scooter, we're in the conference center. He said, well, Ray, i got to go pee. So we walked all the way to the end of the conference center. And then we turned, and we walked through another conference center. Even more odd on these walls. Uh, then Scooter found a restroom, which he used, uh, and, and TMI. Uh, then at some point we found uh, the lobby back for the Cosmopolitan, which we had thought we had left. Uh, 
which said to me, whoa, boy, this place is very large. Uh, and we, uh, Scooter and I, we, we, he took pictures of some bubbles. Uh, there was a videos of bubbles uh, that he liked. Uh, then we went out like we were going to catch a cab, but Scooter wanted to hit the streets. Uh, so we walked through like a parking garage. And then we were walking, and I said, oh, this sidewalk's not open. This one, we're walking along an industrial-type area. Then Scooter saw another train that he wanted to try to catch, but we couldn't find a way to get there. Then we found some stairs, and we went up the stairs, and then we ended up by two other modern, the Intercontinental and another casino uh, hotel. And even outside, they had some interesting sculptures. Uh, again, I wish I had taken notes of something. Your friend Ray does. But uh, uh, then I think we went into the Intercontinental, uh, maybe, whatever it was. Uh, and that lobby had some interesting art, uh, some modern art uh, with mirrors and LED displays. Uh, and then we were fully lost. Scooter said, "Ray, I know we're you know in Las Vegas near the Strip, but we're like, uh, let's just keep walking deeper." And we just started walking through these intercontinental, uh, and maybe through a. Uh, we passed a pool, and I said, "Can we go look at the pool?" Scooter said, "Okay." And you know, because Scooter walks with such purpose, usually he either is not allowed, or no one asks if he's allowed. And at this point, they just said, he just grabbed a towel, even though we weren't swimming, and walked right in. And I said, oh, Scoot, if you could only do focus this energy. And it was a nice, simple pool. There seemed to be some sort of a, a party going on there. And so at some point, we were in between all of these things. And also another thing Scooter likes to do is, like, sit outside of themed restaurants and ponder. So there was like a uh, a restaurant that was seemed like it was somewhere in uh, Paris, like a like somewhere in the you know the City of Lights. And Scooter likes to just sit there, and he, I, I think it's just like a he looks at the theming, and he kind of, I, I wonder what he's thinking about. But he looks in there, and I think he wonders what stories are unfolding inside of this fover. Like it's just so many things inside of so many things. I think it was like a bistro, but it was a fancy restaurant. I don't know. Uh, then we were very lost. I mean, in, in a way, a positive loss when you're just walking with purpose, without purpose at the same time. And again, finding more and more art that was like tucked away in these uh, conference hallways or back hotel hallways. And Scooter's like, look at this. Uh, people are missing out on these things. Uh and t- taking turns, and also all the carpeting. We didn't even really soak all of the carpeting in, but all of the patterns are carpeting. And it's another thing you forget about when you're walking on all this stuff. Also, Scooter wanted to find another pizza place he had heard about just to look at it. Uh, and then the next thing you know, we're lost, we're lost. Uh, then we find ourselves uh, in the park, uh, MGM again. I think, may, I don't know how we even got there. That may have been at a different time because I think we had to exit out and we were out on the street again. Uh, then Scooter was, we were all, I remember we were debating, not arguing again. Oh no, we passed the pizza place. That was at the Aria. Somehow we ended up there. Some pizza, I can't remember what it was called. Then Scooter was like, we should go into the, uh, Waldorf Astoria just to look around and pretend like we're big shots. And I said, well, Scooter, 
And he said, okay, right, yeah, we've had a lot of walking. Then we went back by the uh, the big shop, the, the, the shopping mall, and Scoot was kind of pointing out where we went wrong. And then it was evening and night, and it was vibrant with people watching. Holy mackerel. And then the lights and the projections were going on. So that was very nice. We were just kind of soaking it in. And again, Scooter would just start staring at it like an alfresco place or something. And I would let him go silent as he kind of maybe imagined what was going on. I said, maybe this is where the podcast comes from. And he would sit there and kind of soak it all in. And we walked along the side of the fancy. And oh, it's just so many very interesting, good walking, too much cigarette smoking, I guess. But the, like that's only on the inside. Uh, and then we passed a couple of construction things, like something looked like it was going to be a kind of a grand central terminal type uh, marketplace, as Scooter said. Uh, and then we uh, walked back. We went to the drugstore. That's when Scooter got his sparkling water and his toothpaste and his deodorant. It, then we again walked through this New York City, uh, fake New York City area, which was still very, it was bustling. And Scooter said, this is nice that people can be outside here. And, uh, you know, this. I think when they're charging now a premium price, they don't have to force you to be in the casino as much. Also, uh, Scooter's friend bought us dinner. That was very, very nice of Steve. I appreciate it very much. And then we walked, uh, we walked some more. Scooter wanted to get an ice cream, so we got an ice cream. I can't even remember where. Maybe that was back, uh, I don't know where. And we w- walked uh, back into the MG. Then, then Scooter said, I got to get out of here. Because he said something and when he went in back into the New York, New York. It was a little rubbing him a raw, but he he did say, well, we should go see, see uh, uh, the piano show. We didn't, but we did kind of sit up there and soak it in. And then Scooter said, let's listen to, to for all the sounds. Uh, so we listened to all the sounds of the games being played. And it was like it was raining on us. It was pretty pleasant. And the other thing Scooter pointed out is like uh, the branding now. And even the screens, he said there was a Breaking Bad game, there was a GOT game. He said, look at that, right? Look at that down there. There was like different characters from his childhood that you could gamble with. Now, he didn't do any of that, but we, we were both looking and saying, uh, and Scooter's like, he's like, I give live a take, give a, give a take it. It's not a, a thing to me. Like, so we had thought about sitting down, but we never did. And then we got back to the room eventually. Uh, I think that was the last. Of, oh, we did like stand outside the Liberty and look at her in her uh, her hockey uniform, which was cute. And it's Las Vegas again. So you say, well, this is Las Vegas. You know, it's advertising. And that hockey stadium must be doing so well for the, the local things. I guess there's no local businesses there, Ray. Uh, but you know what I mean. And, and so we had a pleasant night. And then Scooter took his, his bubble bath, uh, his uh, bath bomb or whatever. And, you know, I just said I fell asleep. I fell deep asleep. And he ran in his little racy poo. And it wasn't a race, actually. It was a fun event. Uh, there was no racing. Uh, but him and his friend Jim, uh, in the... And uh, Jim's cousin Ryan, they ran together, and it was a very nice thing. And I, I, uh, it was a wonderful trip to be a part of. 
And I hope you enjoyed taking that walk around, walk around Las Vegas with me. And Scooter, thanks, everybody.